His son in the Hennepin County Jail. His pain repeatedly ignored. And then 41-year-old Lucas Bellamy died in the custody of the county, in our custody, if you think about it, right? Because the county is all of us. It's society's responsibility to make sure that we take care of people who are locked up. And at the very least, what was happening with Lucas Bellamy based on video from inside the jail is outrageous. All of us should be outraged. And his father has been speaking about it, has filed a lawsuit about about it. Lou Bellamy founded the Penumbra Theater in St. Paul. He is a, a, a legend in our community, and he is uh, with us on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline right now. Lou, I'm so sorry uh, for for your loss and for your pain. And I wonder if you could maybe start by by just telling us kind of uh, where where you're at in that grieving process right now. Well, as you probably know, uh, my son died uh, on the 21st of July in 22. So we've taken this amount of time to collect uh, evidence and support for a claim that uh, he was just a, a, a victim of indifference and callousness inside of the system. You know, it's, it's difficult because people are, uh, when they go to jail, obviously we believe they've done something wrong and they owe a debt to society, but when they're there, we we've we as a society have taken away their ability to care for themselves. So that responsibility is placed squarely on the shoulders of the state or the county, and in this case, they failed miserably. He was uh, in jail uh, originally. Why? Uh, I. I'm not sure why he, what they had him charged with. I know he had seen a judge. There was a car involved in drugs. My son was a, addicted and fought this the addiction that he had most of his adult life. But um, that makes no difference to me. I mean, when when you're in there, you're a ward of the state, and they should be taking care of you. Lou Bellamy is with us here on CCO talking about his son, Lucas, who died while in jail custody. And, and to me, Lou, what's what's most egregious about this is the fact that in the video you see uh, your son really begging for help. And he's in a condition where, you know, if if deputies at first think that he's faking it or the nurse or something, I guess that's one thing. But but uh, he repeatedly was asking for help and just looking at it, it certainly looked like he was in, in serious, serious pain. And it turned out he had a perforated bowel, which, and then yeah. he, and then he's yeah. dead. Right. Exactly. Uh, it, it, it angers you to see, first of all, a human being in that sort of abject, uh, uh, uh suffering and 
compounded by people who are standing around going through everyday life while this is happening at their feet, literally. You see people I noticed on that that tape smiling and uh, just ignoring him. Uh, It's it's unfathomable. And this was a long period of time, really. You know, this wasn't just, oh, his condition worsened over a period of an hour or something. This was... No, no. It was a couple days that he was begging for for help. And you know what's so egregious about it is the hospital was right across the street. I don't see why you, you just couldn't walk someone over there. You know, it... it, it it boggles the mind. Yeah, it's it is, and I do think, and he was was seen by medical people in the jail, right, or was he not there? Yeah, when upon intake, I guess one would call it, uh, he was examined by a doctor and uh, found to be at that time uh, all right, able to to be locked up. But the doctor noted in his evaluation that he should be returned to the doctor if any symptoms developed. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. So, so the lawsuit said that when he when he was uh, taken into the jail, he was over. He was taken to HCMC, and he told the staff he had taken a bag of drugs. And so, yes. so by by, and that was July eighteenth. By the night of July twentieth, when you look at the video, there was a nurse who checked in on him, and the nurse recorded on the chart that he was on the floor and he was moaning, and he needed forty five seconds. The video showed him taking 45 seconds to crawl from his cell uh, before getting to a table. And he's saying, I need to go to the hospital. I need IV liquid. And yeah. uh, so, so he was asking, to go, do you think is your, is your view that people who work in the jail, a- at least these people become uh, callous or insensitive to insensitize to, to desensitize to, to the, to, to the humans in there because they think of them as just as criminals. You know, I, you've got a good point. I think they do become inured to it. The, the, you know, whatever they see every day in the jail, but that really doesn't make any difference. It's still their duty and their, their responsibility to, uh, to take care of those people. Again, they yeah. can't take care of themselves. All of the ability to save oneself or to take medication or to see a doctor has been taken away. So it is their responsibility. And I don't care that they're, they've seen it a thousand times. It doesn't make any difference. 
one more time is a new person. And according to our lawyer, five people have died in that facility since Lucas did. So it's clearly something is wrong. Eight people have died, according to the lawsuit, at the jail in the past two years, 15 since 2015. And it does make you wonder, you know, is there something going on here in this jail where where people aren't being cared for in the way that we as a society should care for any other human being? Exactly. Lou Bellamy is with us here on CCO. The lawsuit uh, just filed last week. After uh, after Lucas died, did you get, I guess, did you get clear answers as to what happened or did it take the legal process to sort of uncover this? Were they cooperative? Were they apologetic? What what sort of reaction did you get from the county? The well, from the county, I, I you know, it, it's varied. There are so many forms and so forth that you have to fill out. And uh, but did anyone apologize? Did anybody apologize to you and no, say we, we let your not from, not from the county? No, uh, the two officers that came to my home to tell us that our son was dead were uh, one of them. I think it was was a rookie and it was her first time out mm. doing that sort of thing. So it was difficult for her. And of course difficult for us, but I haven't had any interaction with the county or the system. The sheriff, uh, nothing? Hmm. No, no. Uh, I understand, like, there's a legal situation and you don't want to, you know, you you worry about admitting that something was done wrong here from a legal standpoint, but my gosh, from a humanity standpoint, it's, uh, that's tough to hear, you know? Well, I've read in the paper as uh, when it's reported that uh, they their their deepest sympathies are with the family. I think that's the wording. Mm-hmm. So um, that's okay. That's something. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't excuse that sort of uh, indifference, I guess. What do you hope comes of the lawsuit? Oh, I I, I think that clearly with the number of people that have died in custody there, that something is wrong. And uh, I, I'd really like to see the uh, the county live up to that, admit that, and begin to train people and uh, teach them a better way of handling these folks. You know, for every one of those folks that are incarcerated, and that they are responsible for. There's a host of us out here, family, friends, so forth, sons, daughters, mothers, fathers in the community that are being affected by their actions yeah. at that point, you know? Lou, your your brother, Terry, died uh, died of COVID complications in January of last year. Your daughter, Sarah, it was just announced today uh, that she's taking a leave of absence from running uh, the Penumbra Center for Racial Healing, uh, which, you know, of course, is uh, the theater that you founded. Um, It's a lot. 
It's a lot right now for you guys, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. There's uh, a lot going on. I've got a, I've got a lot of beautiful friends and family that are, that are there. Should I need them? But uh, uh, yeah, it, it, it's tough, and it's, it's even harder to watch the people that you love grieve than it is to grieve yourself, mm. if that makes any sense sure to you. Sure does, yeah, yeah. That's a profound yeah. truth right there, that watching yeah. watching your daughter's pain is, is worse than, than your own, for sure. Yeah. Well, yeah. We're, we're all with you. You guys, your family is such a, a, an important part of what the Twin Cities has been and what we are today. And certainly any family who's going through a tragedy like this, uh, we we would be walking with and thinking of, uh, and the same is, is for you as this goes forward. Well, thank you. I appreciate you putting light on this and, and helping us to let people know about it. Lou Bellamy uh, here on CCO. Thanks, Lou. It's 3.50 back in just a minute. 